Hello and welcome to What Are You Reading, the podcast where we chat all things books, the good, the bad, the ugly, sexy, and everything in between. Now, I think we can all agree that lockdown six hits different. So Sarah and I, for this episode, have put together a list of comfort reads for your enjoyment, hopefully to help you get through these tough lockdown days. But before we go any further, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we record today, the Wurundjeri, Boon Wurrung and Woi Wurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Now let's get into it. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm good. That's my default response. I am good today, but um, it's a day-by-day thing. Lockdown sucks. And um, we've just had an announcement today that we're going to be here for another two weeks. So yeah, that was such a bummer. Hey, I feel like I was definitely expecting at least another week, but to get two weeks at once was a bit of a bummer. Uh, But you know, yep, it is what it is. But yeah, I feel like this lockdown has been the hardest so far. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, could all things considered, I feel like that's also a bit of a default answer, but that's where we're at. Yeah. I don't know if you're the same as me, but I feel a bit like my problems are very first world and I feel so lucky and privileged that I, uh, try to look on the bright side. Uh, but yeah, lockdown six bloody sucks over it. Just want to be out in the beautiful sunshine. It feels like summer by the way. Oh, doesn't it? Yeah, I I can kind of um, see why so many people were out and about on this weekend just gone because it was gorgeous. Yes, it even yeah. last night and I even because it's getting darker later as well and the window was open and the breeze just feels summery and I wore a dress today. I was drinking a Negroni on the weekend. <laughs> um, I moved my armchair into the sunny part. The sun moves through my living room. <clears throat> in a really beautiful way throughout the day. And I just was moving it incrementally as the sun was moving whilst drinking this beautiful drink, having long Dean M's with David. It was And, you know, the doors were open, the breeze coming through. It was great. Loved it. Oh, that's so nice. Well, we should also do a little visual description. And speaking of environments, you are reporting from your new home. Congratulations. Welcome to my crib. Thank (laughs) you. Yes. Look, once again, I'm in the tech room because um, it's not Sarah and Dave's place without a tech room or uh, Sizzle and Dezzle as we've uh, started calling one another. Um, So (laughs) I suppose you should describe what you're seeing rather than me describe to you. Sure, yeah. But then please feel free to take it from there and then tell us all about your new home. Um, What I'm seeing, we're over Zoom, by the way, because as we've just said, this is lockdown. Uh, So I'm seeing the lovely Sarah. She has big headphones on and they've got a little mic on the side. So she looks like a pilot. (laughs) She's got her her brunette hair out and curly. She's wearing a yellow cardi and a black and white stripy tee under, I'm going to say. Uh, and in the background, I can see the top of a guitar to her right, the stand of a tripod, I think, to her left, and then there's a window that's open behind her, and I can see the sky, and it's kind of it's kind of twilight. So there's a beautiful blue sky, a tree, I can see some flashing lights, the blind is pulled a little bit down, and also over her right shoulder is a picture on the wall I can't really tell what that is though do you want to enlighten me it's a it's a character from a video game that oh. is as detailed as I can get for you <laughs> I, I all I can see the lights kind of reflecting off it but I can see two really kind of creepy eyes <laughs> it's a bit like Chucky mixed with Dobby um, yeah, it's like the, in the foreground there's a character who's like running towards the camera and then in the background there's a very, very large character who's about to eat them. Okay, I can't see the foreground character so I can just see the eyes. <laughs> mm, yeah, it is. the eyes are pretty creepy to be fair. Um, it's a very dark-based picture. Look, 
leave the name of the video game with me. I'll report back. And what room are you in in your new place? This is the spare bedroom, otherwise known as the tech room. Great. Otherwise known as David's cave. <laughs> the Dave's otherwise cave. known as yeah, the the Dazzle Kezzle. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um. So, what I'm seeing is a glimpse into what I imagine is Jess's bedroom. I can't be sure. Um, And I can see Jess in the kind of mid foreground. In front of her is a very cool microphone with two ears on either side that are white. It looks very fancy and gorgeous and it's new. So enjoy the sounds. And then Jess is seated behind that with some headphones on, black headphones, a dark green fluffy jumper with her beautiful red hair out and long. I can't even see the ends of it. It's so long. And behind Jess, it looks like possibly it's a wardrobe door with one mirrored door and one solid door, Um, and she's sitting in front of the solid door. And reflected in the mirror, I can see some books on a bedside table and the light of a lamp and a bed head. Yeah, I've got a bit of a boring background today. Uh, The sound quality is really not good in my apartment, so I've created a bit of a nest, if you will, on the ground here, hence why I'm down here. And you can't see, but I've built up a pillow fort in front of me and to the side of me. So that's why I'm here. (laughs) So dramatic climax. What was your dramatic climax of the week? I had a very boring week. (laughs) (laughs) What could I even say? Uh, Oh, do you know what? I booked my first wedding. Congratulations. Thank you. That's amazing. Anyone who's listening, I recently became a registered marriage celebrant and last week out of the blue I got this phone call from a complete stranger and I won't say anything else to protect their privacy but I will be uh, solemnizing their wedding in a few months' time. Wowie, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. That was amazing. It it was really unexpected. It was really out of the blue and it also prompted me to get a little bit of my shit together that I still needed to do with my website and promoting advertising packages, stuff like that. So it really lit a fire under me and the couple is so lovely and I'm really excited. Can you give your website a bit of a plug? Sure. Yeah. If you are looking for a marriage celebrant, you can check me out at www.stan, that's S-T-A-N, bymeceremonies.com. Yay! (laughs) What was the dramatic climax of your week? Well, I had a lockdown birthday this week, so I think that was my dramatic climax. It was also a milestone birthday. So it happy was. birthday. Very special. Thank you. I'm an adult now. I'm 30 years old. <gasps> I don't feel a day over 13. So, um, yeah, no, it was good. I actually felt very loved and very spoiled. And I'm not, not a particularly um, active participant on social media these days. So I feel like sometimes, you know, it's easy to, like, get forgotten maybe a little mm-hmm. bit, but I didn't feel that way at all this year. I felt, you know, very loved. Um, and in actual fact, I do need to say thank you for my present. Aww. And I have um, a piece of cake here. I'm still working <gasps> yes! my way the cake. So if you hear some gross uh, chewing <laughs> during this episode. It's all good. It's just ASMR sounds. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome in advance. Oh, I'm really glad. I'm glad you liked it. Shout out to Leah for making that cake. I can't take credit for that. Thanks, Leah. (laughs) What about, did you have a protagonist moment for the week? Kind of. Like you, my week was relatively low key, uh, but I did manage to, like everybody else in Preston, get down to the um, netball courts near Edwards Lake on Sunday and uh, take my rollerblades out for a spin. Nice. I have not rollerbladed. I would say in about, it'd be close to six months. Um, And I bought them as a gift for myself last year on my birthday in lockdown. So it was really nice to get back out there and get a bit of sunshine and vitamin D and um, just kind of see, you know, other people out and about, probably too many um, given the COVID times, but, Mm. you know, it was, it was great. 
Yeah, nice. Yeah. I feel like you'll probably be able to get them out a lot more now that it's starting to warm up as well. Yeah, I reckon. And you, what about your protagonist moment of the week? I feel like I'm the closest I've ever been in my life to stopping my nail biting. And the reason is, uh, and I'm calling this my protagonist moment because I've always told myself that I would never be able to stop. It's just who I am. I'll never stop mm-hmm. biting my nails. But I have been really, really diligent with putting that disgusting tasting stuff on them every second day. So uh, I can't explain how disgusting it tastes. And I've also, as you saw on my Instagram yesterday, gotten some slime. So I'm just finding other ways to keep my hands busy. And I'm really happy because look at these four nails. I've actually got whites on the end. That's that's unheard of for me. So do you know what? I've had a little change in my mindset this week. I think I'm going to stop biting my nails. Good for you. That's such an achievement. It's so hard to break habits like that. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do it, but I'll keep trying. (laughs) I can see the smile glued on your face right now. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I can do it. Um, and do you have an epigraph for the week? I do. I do. I'm going to read this one to you. It's not long, but longer than I can remember. And I say to any man or woman, let your soul stand cool and composed before a million universes. Do I contradict myself? Very well, then I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. Walt Whitlam. Walt Whitman, rather, song of myself. (laughs) (laughs) Whitlam, the Whitlams, woo! (laughs) And nice. Yeah, I just like it because I'm feeling like a huge contradiction at the moment. So uh, that really speaks to me. Very good. Do you have an epigraph? I do. And this one you could say with me. It's only one sentence. You'll know it immediately. Tomorrow. And, and tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow <laughs> creeps in this petty place. That's all I can remember. From day to day to the last syllable of recorded, recorded time. <laughs> and, and all now yesterday's lighted fools in the way to, to dusty, dusty death. I could go on, but I won't. <laughs> that That's- is so timely. It's all, I just kind of played in my head on repeat and just kind of laugh darkly to myself sometimes. That's kind of how it feels right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels a bit no end in sight with this lockdown, but mm. anyway, on that cheerful note, do you have any acknowledgements to make this week? Yeah. Look, I just want to um, acknowledge you um, yeah. because I just think you're amazing. I'm like your number one fan and <sighs> um this podcast wouldn't be happening without you and without your drive and your skills and your um, ability to hold me accountable. And so <laughs> thank you for being my friend and for also encouraging me when I feel really flat and down and just being a, a rock for me. You know, professionally we work together but also personally in my life I just, yeah, I just, I'm so, so thankful to have a friend like you. And I think if anybody that's out there listening that has a friend like Jess, they can count themselves very lucky. Oh, I'm so moved. I wasn't expecting that at all. (laughs) I blindsided you. (laughs) You did. I know. I'm a bit emotional now. Oh, thank you. Thank Um, you. No, I'm I'm really glad you feel that way and not that I'm pestering you when I'm constantly messaging you to say, (laughs) do you want to record a podcast? Um, Because I know you work full time like a grown adult and I do not. (laughs) (laughs) I am 30 now, don't forget. Yes, you are 30, yes. (laughs) Um, No, thank you so much. I feel exactly the same. So I'm going to acknowledge you back. And I was just reflecting just before your birthday that I'm so grateful for our friendship as well. It's been, what, probably five solid years now since we first got paired together on a scene and then just I remember do you remember without me saying any more details when we walked and walked around the block and we like finished holding hands and that was just such a beautiful moment yeah and I just yeah I'm so grateful to have you as a sometimes boss 
colleague, friend, dinner party buddy, book buddy, just yeah. all of the buddies. And I feel like I can text you at any time about anything and you're really special too. So thank you. All right. If you're feeling deprived of love, listener, just know that we love you too. We There's do. plenty of love to go around. <laughs> if you are one of our very few listeners, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> hey, I think we also need to celebrate and acknowledge that we've had 25 downloads. Yes. <laughs> it's actually gone up to 30, I think. <gasps> Has it? In, in honour of your birthday. So, uh, yes. Yeah, great. I love it. I'm honestly I shocked. It. But <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So we wanted to choose a topic that felt relevant, topical. So what better than comfort reads? Interpret that how you will. I don't know. I've been struggling to read anything pretty heavy or intense at the moment. I just need something kind of light and cheerful, or at least I need that every second book to Mm. zone out a little bit more. So it was fun to think of some reads that were a bit more lighthearted. You didn't have to get too invested in them, et cetera. Yeah, really accessible for me. I find myself reaching for things that are easy to read that don't require quite as much concentration maybe um, and that provide me a little bit of escapism from the hell that is lockdown six. I'm excited to explore this topic because I also feel like I need more recommendations in this area. And so I'm so excited to hear what you've been reading in this genre or not genre, but in this sort of area and that you enjoy. I totally agree. I feel like this genre gets really written off and we're talking so broadly right now. We haven't even named a genre, but if we're talking that kind of slightly romance fiction, which is what some of my books today are, I feel like it gets really written off or uh, mm-hmm. quote unquote chick lit, which I don't really like as a, as a genre heading, mm-hmm. but even one of the books on my list actually dissects this topic because the protagonist is a writer of chick lit. And so right. the book is kind of talking about that this genre gets written off, but it has so much more to say than what people think. Okay. I've got a really weird selection of right. reads um, today. So this first comfort read is Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. Woo! Sally Rooney is amazing. I'm very, very much looking forward to her new release. Uh, I yes. think it comes out either this month or next month. It's like the 9th of September, I want to say. Great. <laughs> um, so I read Normal People in two days, I think, and Conversations with Friends was no different for me. I just devoured it. Something about the characters I just find and I think much of the world also finds very relatable and very easy to kind of picture myself in their shoes. Um, and I think for that reason it's it's a real page turner for me. Um, yeah, it's relatable. It's easy to read. It's also quite sexy, this one, and I think – For me, too, when I'm feeling like a little bit depleted or low energy or can't really be bothered getting into, you know, an intellectual kind of historical fiction type of read, sometimes the sex is the driver to turn the page. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I love that this book had a bit of a sort of bisexual storyline to it, the protagonist has sexual partners that are female, sexual partners that are male. And I just think, again, that's quite relatable. You know, sexuality is quite fluid um, these days. And certainly I think there's a lot of people in our sort of peer group just that are open to talking about that and the spectrum of sexuality. And it's not just straight or gay. There's a lot more to it than that. So, again, that's something that I read and go, oh, yeah, great, cool. I feel a little little bit seen here. This is really fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I want to see more books about bisexual characters as well. Mm. And I do find it's interesting. I find that a lot of protagonists that are bisexual still end up with the guy at the end. So 
Yeah, you're nodding. Do you agree? I'm nodding. I do yeah. agree. I do agree because there's another book that I want to talk about that in which that happens too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I One of my books, the opposite happens. So we'll get to that. But I, I, right. I'm in total agreement. You actually were the person that introduced me to Sally Rooney two years ago. And I'm so thankful. As you know, I am obsessed as well. I just think her writing is so beautiful. It hits that... Um, melancholic streak inside of us that I think we kind of hold on to from our teenage slash early 20 years that we don't let out these days so much but it's still a little bit in there and Mm. really speaks to that private part of you I think yeah and look I, I do think that this book is a little bit polarizing you know there are some comments that the protagonist makes like you know, I never want to work for money and things like that. And <laughs> yeah. sometimes you got to go, huh? What? But yeah, but don't we all feel like that as well? Well, I don't want to work for money. I just want to read all day and get paid to do that. So yeah. if somebody could figure out how I can do that, that would be great. Thanks. I um, think that I think that people, yeah, are really divided by Sally Rooney for kind of the exact reasons we've just said that we like it. Either you like those kinds of characters or you find them really frustrating Mm, and yeah uh, it might be that it just reminds us of those cringeworthy moments from our lives as well possibly yeah speaking of cringeworthy I also like the um poetry performance aspect to the book as well um I find that really interesting but also one of the things that uh, I've kept thinking about since finishing the book is the relationships, and I think Sally Rooney writes relationships really well. Um, conversations with friends, there's sort of two kind of core couples uh, at, at the centre of the plot, and I l- feel like I'm in this friendship circle gossiping about them every time I turn the page and there's a new sort of uh, secret that's been revealed. You know, it's really fun. I do have a sort of guilty pleasure for gossip and that kind of stuff as well. So it tickles me in that way too. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I think I liked it more than normal people. I think I did as well. Mm. Maybe because I read it first, but I'm not sure, but I would happily reread both of them. Mm. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think they're the kind of books that you can reread. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Off the back of that then, I'd like to start by talking about a very sexy book called Insatiable by Daisy Buchanan. Mm -hmm. So I first was drawn to the cover of this book. It's bright orange and it features a pair of female looking hands kind of digging into a mandarin. And the subheading is a love story for hungry girls. And I also loved that. So I was really intrigued and I also um, confused the author Daisy Buchanan with the author Daisy Johnson, whose work I have read in the past. So I thought, oh, yes, I must read this. And then I was about halfway through when I realised I had confused them. (laughs) Anyway, so I just finished this book today, actually. It wasn't one of the best books I've ever read, but it was an easy read. Uh, Read this if you're horny. love it (laughs) I I wasn't horny while I read it I you know um you became horny while reading it well I'm (laughs) listen I'm a bit under the weather from my AZ jab last week so um I think if I'd been in a better um physical condition I would have been like yes James look at this loving this (laughs) um (laughs) but I was yeah not in the headspace for that the fun times but oh my gosh there's many many raunchy fun times to be had in this book so if you are into that uh a little bit about the plot without spoiling it it's about a youngish woman in I want to say London and she meets this couple they kind of invite her into this business slash personal relationship and she accepts the invitation very happily and then they draw her more into this world of this kind of group of swingers but she's mostly into this couple and she's by it as well I don't want to spoil the end uh so yeah many 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 raunchy times take place I thought the writing was a bit eh but 
in terms of a comfort read, it's got everything you need. It's got trips to tropical climates. It's got cute outfit descriptions. It's got sexy business men. I'm sold. It sounds great. It sounds perfectly lighthearted and frivolous. That said, though, I should say um, it gets a bit more serious towards the end. So kind of trigger warning, not a heavy one, though. Yeah, I would say a light trigger warning. I don't want to blindside anyone who picks it up thinking they're in for a a really light read, but I still overall found this to be a pretty frivolous read. Yeah, great. Insatiable. That kind of leads me to my next read pretty seamlessly. This one is called It's Been a Pleasure, Noni Blake by Claire Christian. Um, And I listened to the audio version of this book. Um, and it was really fun. It had a, like a really genuinely good message, basically do things for you, put yourself first. Um, but it also has um, some travel aspects to it. Noni, the protagonist, uh, is Australian and, and goes overseas, you know, to sort of find herself after a, a breakup from a, a long-term Um, girlfriend and uh, in this journey of finding herself she also finds you know a handful of sexual partners and um, and one that she has a meaningful relationship with and very 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 hot descriptive sex oh yes great I yeah I would not have expected that from looking at that book and reading the title, but I guess it does have the word pleasure in the title, so that makes sense. Yeah, I had really no idea what to expect. I was just seeing it online a lot and thought, got to get it. And at the time of listening, we were not in a lockdown and I was doing a lot of driving and I found myself doing, you know, extra laps before I was getting home to my house so that I could keep (laughs) listening um, because I wanted to know what happened next. And I think that's a really good marker of of an engaging book. Yes. I don't know. Kind of like what you said, Jess, I don't know that it's sort of the best writing or the best prose, but it's fun. And again, it was pretty relatable. It was lighthearted. And, you know, I was sort of cheering Noni on and (laughs) rewarding myself when she made good decisions and commiserating <laughs> with her when she was sad. You know, I was really in it. Yeah, cool. I had really put that in the same category as, say, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine because they both have kind of similar cutesy names. But this sounds really fun. Yeah, I guess I also actually loved Eleanor Oliphant. Um, I also read that on audio. Um, but it's a quite a different book. Okay. Yeah. Also probably, um, you know, if you need a bit of inspiration in in the intimate landscape, this is not going to do any harm. Oh, yes. I love that this has kind of become a sex episode. <laughs> chiclet, baby. <laughs> chiclet, chiclet. Following on then, next I'd like to talk about The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. So this was another one I read last year. I actually had a friend who got in touch when I was doing my uh, book recommendations on Instagram and said, hey, can you recommend any more lighthearted things? And I didn't really have any. So I read this one at this point in time and it was super cute. The premise is a girl living in London needs more money because her long-term boyfriend, she's just split up with him. She can't afford her rent. So she decides to sublet her apartment during the daytime to a guy who's a nurse. So he works night shifts and then he sleeps in her bed in the day. So they never cross paths. And then she works her day job and then sleeps in the night. And as preposterous as that sounds, it's really cute. It's really sweet. They leave each other notes everywhere. Obviously, they fall in love. Uh, And there are some sexy times in this one too. Not very descriptive. It was a bit of a like young adult vibe in the way that it kind of faded out when it got to the sexy times, which is always disappointing. But this was a really sweet book. So a super easy read. Again, you know, this isn't literature. This isn't high art. 
but <laughs> it was gorgeous. And if you need something that's just going to take you out of reality for a day, definitely check out the flat chair. I think she released a new one called The Switched last year, which I've heard from some friends is also quite fun and enjoyable too. Yeah, great. It sounds like a really cute story and plot. It's it's a movie waiting to happen. Yeah, it's though, a rom-com, right? It's such a rom-com, though I feel like audiences would be like, this would never happen. You can't share an apartment without meeting. But I also, I, I bet if I Googled it right now, there's probably a cast already. Like Amelia Clark's probably already on board for this Oh, film. totally. <laughs> <laughs> I finished watching Game of Thrones recently. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, she's so good. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of surprising great. after having seen that knowing that she's really into rom-coms as well as an actor. It's funny, isn't it? I guess she's yeah. something different. Whatever works. Yeah. <laughs> Who Who's your favourite Game of Thrones character now that you've seen all of it? Um, Probably Tyrion, I yeah. think. I also really like Arya Stark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favourite? I always loved The Hound. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I am a fan of the books as well and... Mm. In the, in the books, there's more of a relationship between the Hound and Sansa, which the show kind of hinted at right at the beginning, but at the time she was way too young. She's young in the books anyway. The books are messed up, by the way. But, um, yeah, I always liked the Hound. I liked that kind of classic, really gruff man, but with a sweetheart underneath. Yeah. Yeah, soft spot. Soft spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to deliver you my next book. Now, this one is very off theme um, and it's, it's a political thriller. It's not what I would um, ordinarily reach for when looking for a comfort read um, and it wasn't until I had started reading it that I realised I was drawing a lot of comfort from it, probably just because it's such a good book. It's just just a very classic, excellent read. It's called Bruni by Heather Rose. It's a long one, so there's a lot to it, um, but it's really great. It's a real page turner. It's set in Tasmania. Um, it's about Bruni Island. It's kind of in a, I actually don't remember what the sort of time frame is, but it's it's like a present day, maybe slightly post-present day type of world. Australia's got a really troubling relationship with China in the book um, and our sort of main protagonist is a, for lack of a better word, a spy whose um, family has political links in Hobart and um, her brother, twin brother and sister are both competing to become the premier of Tasmania. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's there's this, uh, I guess the, the politics is like a little bit of a subplot but also very much relates to the main plot, which is um, the Tasmanian and, and Australian um, governments are wanting to build a bridge from the mainland to oh, yeah. Bruny Island that is going to become a bit of a, a thoroughfare um, for certain things, which I'll not reveal in this podcast because I need to save something for you to uh, be surprised by when you read the book. Something about books that are a little bit thrilling, a little bit thriller genre, a little bit dangerous, a little bit our world relatable, but not quite our world, so it's still got a, an element of escapism. Yes. Really, really appeal to me. It brings me Station Eleven vibes. Yeah, it is nothing like Station Eleven, but for some reason, I'm kind of on the journey. It's exhilarating. The, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's so far away from um, my sort of day to day reality that I find some kind of weird comfort in it. I also really have an affinity with Tasmania, so possibly there's that too as well. That's a pull for me. I love visiting and really can't wait to get back sometime. Yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like there's been a slew of amazing 
writing coming out of Tasmania in recent years. Robbie yeah. Arnett obviously comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. It's got a bit of everything too, you know, like there's the cover is so evocative. I'll just lift it up for you. You know, you've got like the sea Ooh. with flames and um, sort of smoke and and the residue of and detritus of burning in and around some clouds sort of reflected on the water. It's really, really cool. But there's explosions, there's betrayal, there's affairs, there's deceit, there's a little bit of romance. Like it's just kind of got a bit of everything. So a bit okay. of a, a change of tune but yeah. worth a read. Great. Okay. I've never heard of that. So thank you for sharing. I'll, I'll follow suit and I'll pivot totally from where I was before. I have a bit of a confession you know I'm a nerd, but this is kind of next level nerd. I'm embarrassed to share that I am a huge fan of the Mortal Instruments book series by Cassandra Clare. Tell me about it. <laughs> so you may know the movie, the City of Mortal Instruments, The City of Bones, that came out, oh, I want to say nearly 10 years ago with Lily Collins, uh, Jonathan Reese Myers was the bad guy. Lena Hetty, I think, was even in it. Uh, anyway, terrible movie, but I watched it and then I realised it was based on books. So I started reading these books. There's so many. There's the core six series, which is The Mortal Instruments, and then Cassandra's written a prequel series. She's currently doing a second prequel series, and then there's two sequel series. So all up, that's well over 12 books. Anyway... Urban fantasy is the genre. They're set in New York or Los Angeles or London in the real world, but with magical elements. So the characters either are or they discover that they are shadow hunters, which are people that fight demons and they have half angel blood in them. So this is some real young adult uh, tapping into my emo teenage self, but I gobble these books up. I reread them every year. James hates it because I disappear from existence and just read these books once a year because she releases a new one every year and I like rehash them in my head. They're just fun and they're magical. And if you liked, I don't know, Harry Potter or it's just, it's just a bunch of, you know, young adults fighting demons, falling in love. And some of the prequel series are set back in, like, the Victorian era. So it's people fighting demons in the Victorian era. I bet you they're an amazing audio series. Ooh, yeah. They would be good. was a great series. I was just going to say they would be great by Stephen Fry as the narrator Mm. or someone like that, someone really character-y. But, yeah, there's there's so many characters and a lot of them are gay or bi she tries to cover all uh ranges of human experiences in the race of her characters and their sexuality and uh there's a neurodiverse character who's going to be the lead in the next sequel series as well so yeah she tries to put a little bit of something in there for everyone and they get a little bit sexy as well so it's it's got everything it's it's magical it's sexy (laughs) It's all of the above. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. It actually brings to mind for me the Hunger Games, um, which wasn't on my list and I wasn't going to talk about, but now that it's at the front of my mind, I'm thinking, yes, I loved that series and yeah. just devoured it, probably for similar sorts of reasons, is that it's just very easy to become interested in and Katniss as a protagonist is fantastic. I've been having the biggest urge to rewatch the Hunger Games films this lockdown because the first two at least I totally stand by as good films. Yeah. So enjoyable. I think the later ones were not very good at all. But the first two, so good, so entertaining. Yeah. And and again, a bit of everything, you know, a bit of action and sort of getting behind this hero, a little bit of romance, a little bit of... There's kind of the unlikely romance and um, the the unwilling hero, I feel mm. like, is is always fun. 
and the and the hero having a magical power or an atypical power, something that yeah we connect to in in shitty times. You just want to read about characters with magic powers and imagine that you're one of them for sure. And the sort of spectator um, element to it as well, like. Obviously, we we live in a reality television world, so it's very easy to get on board with with being a spectator. But when you're rooting for the person who's um, sort of against the spectators and you know all the people in the capital, then it kind of changes things a little bit and changes flips the perspective a bit. Yeah, and I also feel as though they feel kind of relevant because so many people in the world are behaving so despicably at the moment, mm. just like. The, the B characters in those kind of dystopian novels. So, yeah. It, yeah. All right. So this next one, please don't judge me. <laughs> Dude, you just heard all about my deep dark model <laughs> instruments secrets. All right. So in times of comfort, I reach for food. Ah, oh, and amen. This book is a cookbook. Honestly, it can be any cookbook, but this is, the one that I like the most at the moment. It's called Use It All. It's by Alex Elliott Howery and Jamie Edwards. And I got it for Christmas by accident because my brother and I both bought my mom this book <laughs> for Christmas. And so there was one left over, so I got to have it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, but it is so good. I just I love, like, planning my meals out and figuring out what I'm going to buy from the shops and my grocery shopping and um I don't do this every week I'm I'm pretty impulsive a lot of the time with what I eat but I get a real sense of sort of grounding and comfort and control when when I'm feeling powerless about flicking through here and finding recipes to cook and this book in particular really appeals to my ethics and it the title gives it away but you use everything so if you've got a vegetable you use the stalk as well as you know the leaves right um, and it has ideas and recipes for making sure that nothing gets wasted and then there's also at the very start there's um these shopping basket ideas so they recommend what to buy in a shop and then certain things that you can cook with those things. And I love it. I just, yeah, I love sometimes you just need to be guided in that way. Um, my brain can get a bit overwhelmed quite yeah. easily, particularly mm-hmm. in the lockdown. So it's nice to go, oh, we have broccoli. What can I make with broccoli? Excellent. Oh, great. I'll make that. Phew. Good. Great. Done. Oh, that's so clever because I feel like we try to write a specific list for what we need for the meals we've chosen for the week. But sometimes I walk into the supermarket and just start grabbing things willy nilly. So that sounds really handy to be able to just flick to that page and see what I could put something in when I've already got it. Yeah. Because I hate throwing out vegetables. Yeah. Same. So much, but sometimes it happens more than I want it to in the house. So maybe I should invest in that. I love it. I love it. You can borrow it anytime. It's so, yeah, it's so good. And I really enjoy just curling up on the couch and flicking through. Mm. Also, something about cookbooks is they're just, they're like heavy and they're beautiful and the pictures are always really nice. It's like scrolling through Instagram, but you're not on a screen. It's better. Yes. What's one of your favorite recipes from it? Um, hmm. Well, I love pesto, so I love the pesto mm. recipe in this one. Um, there's also this really great green sauce, which basically just uses up all your leftover green vegetables. Yum. Actually, probably my favorite recipe is the satay sauce recipe. Ooh, I'm such yeah. a sucker for satay, and it's, yeah, it's delish. All right, oh, what's beautiful. your next book? Okay, next I'd like to talk about a book called Red, White and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Mm-hmm. This is another kind of uh, romance, young adult vibe that I read last year during the long lockdown and it was a super cute read. Casey is a non-binary author 
Yeah. And they have written a story about the first son of the fake US president. His name is Alex. And he has a love-hate relationship with the Prince of England, Prince Henry. Mm -hmm. And they quickly become romantic partners and they're keeping it secret from the world and they're dashing around and hiding it and there's paparazzis and there's plots to keep it secret. It's just real cute. It was really cool to read a story with bi and gay characters, especially one that's aimed for younger readers. Yeah. And the main character isn't white. Uh, He's got a Mexican background as well. So it was nice to have that element too. It really reminded me of Princess Diaries vibes, which I used to love when I was a teenager. It just had that really cute kind of touch of magic with the royal family being involved. Yeah. Apparently Casey got the idea for this book during the 2016 presidential election. They were really interested in following Hillary Clinton's journey and also they got really into the royal family and they just thought how fun to combine the two things in this book. I really would say this is young adult. I did get Mm -hmm. a bit with the writing, you know, young adult Mm -hmm. fiction can be really repetitive and it's kind of hitting you over the head with the message a bit. And these were young people in love. So they had feelings that went on for a very long time. <laughs> so <laughs> I got a little bit over some of the writing, but I, I was totally there for the story. Cute. I, I, I again, want to read this one. Um, yeah, it's been on my radar for a little while. Um, so thanks for the inspo to pick it up. Pleasure. Yeah, it's a super quick read. So My next thing is actually not a book. Um, this is a comfort show for me. Yes. You will have heard of this unless you live under a rock. <laughs> um, it's RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Uh, I am obsessed with this show <laughs> and I started watching it in the long lockdown last year and I think I watched all I want to say 15 plus seasons in a matter of months. Um, Well done. Thanks. It's so good. It's just so addictive. Um, I'm not really a reality television person, but something about this show, the performance element, the artistry element, the drag is just so fun. It's so fun to watch the drag queens sort of progress and grow on the show and some of the challenges are just so ridiculous um but I really I really enjoy putting this show on when I need a bit of a break from the world and my brain and it allows me to feel a part of something Mm. whilst not doing a single thing (laughs) It's perfect for me because I am generally a very lazy person, so it's nice to, um, you know, just have that delivered to me on a beautiful TV screen. <laughs> Amazing. Have you yeah. watched the Australian season? I have, yeah. How is it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. The, there's a little bit of controversy, as there is in most seasons, but I think it's handled really well. Um, and the um, the drag queens are awesome um super entertaining it's probably not my favorite season of all time okay. um I wish there was more contestants but it makes me pretty proud like the talent is really great but I probably would start I'd start at like if you're starting from the beginning maybe at season four or something some of the earlier seasons are a bit rough when you look back at them now sure yeah um, definitely worth watching yeah yeah cool yeah. I have a couple more books, which I will quickly discuss in a Mm -hmm. similar vein to most of the other ones I've already talked about. Another one that I really enjoyed in the romantic kind of genre was Beach Read by Emily Henry. Yes, I really want to read this one. This was really sweet. If you asked me to recommend you only one from this kind of romance genre, I'd probably say Beach Read was my favourite out of all of them. So it follows the protagonist, January as she moves to a beach house for the summer because she needs to finish her latest book. She's an author and she specializes in chiclet, which she doesn't, she doesn't like calling it chiclet, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of her vibe. She loves romance and rom-coms and stuff like that. Anyway, 
who should be residing next door to her beach hut but this guy called Gus, whom she actually knows from college. And they were kind of enemies, well, not enemies, but they had like a frisson but didn't like each other, but, of course, they did like each other. And he's a serious literature writer and writes kind of crime novels and historical things. Mm -hmm. So they kind of have this competition that, Gus will write a romantic book and she'll write a serious book. So they swap genres and take each other on quote unquote dates to educate each other on their genres. So once again, it's just such a rom-com setup, Mm -hmm. but I suppose as someone that loves to read and write, it really got me hooked with the fact that they were both writers. It was really fun being set at the beach and I enjoyed the periphery characters as well. And it had some steamy sex scenes in it later on as well. I even forced James to read one of them just to confirm whether it was steamy or not. And he confirmed it was steamy. So yeah. The James Raider. The James (laughs) Raider. He confirmed it. I also recently read another one of her books called You and Me on Vacation. Also cute, but I would definitely recommend Beach Read over You and Me on Vacation. Do you know it's been a long held like fantasy of mine to one day rent out a beach shack for like six months and write a book there. Yes. I would love to do that. Yeah. Cause you, well, you went to, I was going to say Norway, but it was Finland, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. For a writer's retreat a few years ago. That I seemed did. so cool. Yeah. That was amazing. I was at my residency for one month, which was really brilliant. And in hindsight, I, I wish I'd made more of it, but that's fine. Um, but I was able to establish a really nice routine of um, tourism and also doing some writing. Um, but something about the beach and a shack and a novel, I don't know, it's just so like, I guess, romantic in my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would get there though and then just have writer's block and draw a blank and not be totally. able to think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And the last book I want to mention is Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Also just Taylor's books in general, I think are a real comfort kind of genre. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Malibu is her 2021 release. Taylor's really good at writing about that, uh, the golden age of Hollywood. Actually, that's probably too early, but that, that old school glamorous Hollywood rock and roll 60s, 70s. She loves writing Mm -hmm. in that time zone and giving her characters that, touch of glamour but you know they're messed up like all the past rock stars so Malibu Rising follows Nina and her three siblings quite closely over the course of one evening as they're throwing their annual Malibu party they're really rich yeah right Uh, they're all very problem they all have problems of their (laughs) own (laughs) they're all very problem okay (laughs) I feel heard (laughs) (laughs) And it's also cutting back to the timeline with their parents and their father was a famous rocker back in the day, abandoned his children over and over again. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of family trauma going on. But, yeah, if you like kind of glamorous beach settings and Hollywood settings and famous people and uh, Lana, it gives me kind of Lana Del Rey dream pop kind of vibes, surfers, that the characters are all really into surfing mm-hmm. and it just follows this party that gets more and more out of control over the evening. Again, you know, not an amazing high literature book that's going to change your life, but, again, this was a really easy, fun read during a recent lockdown for me when I just needed something so removed from reality. This one's also been on my radar I've been just seeing it come up a lot lately across my various feeds. Um, I'm very much looking forward to reading this one. Yeah, I think I enjoyed her last year release, Daisy Joes and the Six, more than I enjoyed Malibu Rising. I just enjoyed the love story more in Daisy Jones. So if you haven't read that one, I'd suggest you start with that one or maybe start with Malibu and then you'll step up to Daisy. Maybe. Do you have any other TV, film, podcast recommendations to finish us off? 
Well, actually, not so much a recommendation, but yet again, something that I really want to read or reread. Um, it's been on my mind today actually a lot is the Lemony Snicket series. I nearly put that on my list for Did comfort really? reads. Yes. <laughs> I just feel like I really want to read that series again. It's my first memory, aside from Harry Potter, of reading as a child. Yeah. Um, so I'm really keen to to get back into that. And I'm considering maybe doing it on audio because, I again, I reckon <gasps> those series often uh, have a really great production quality on Audible. Um, uh, do you know, I really want to, I'm going to look up right now who the narrator is. Do you have okay. any guesses for who you think it is? Um, ooh, do you know who would be good? Well, Stephen Fry obviously would be amazing. Um, but even somebody like Johnny Depp, possibly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you I mean. Could, I can picture him doing it. Or John C. Riley would be a really <gasps> great narrator. It is Tim Curry. Oh, cool. Two hours, 29 minutes. Those really are some short books. Wowee. Yeah, I feel the same. We had to make a board game as an assignment in grade six and I made Monopoly, but as the series of unfortunate events. Wow. You just reminded me of that. I haven't thought of that in decades. And also the film has Meryl Streep in it, which I don't think I appreciated as a child. Neither did I. Can you remember from the series which was your favourite? No, I can't. I can't remember them very well at all. I just remember that there were seven. Was that correct? Were there seven or were there 13? I need to look this up as well. <laughs> Maybe there was not seven. 13. Yeah, there were 13. Oh, wow. There you go. Maybe I only read seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> the honest, they start to blur in my head a bit after about that period as well. Mm. I remember the Ursatz elevator was number six and after that it goes blurry. Did you have a favourite? I really liked the reptile room. Okay which was number two. And I think also because I had that on a tape when you, you know, you used to listen to yeah. tapes in cars. Great. So you know what I'll be listening to this week? You could listen to them in one day. Probably. While I stroke and look longingly at my cookbook. <laughs> cool. Great. How are you coping in lockdown? Yeah. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Just absolutely fine. What's that you're holding? Is that a cat? No, no. It's just my cookbook. <laughs> Are you cooking? No, no, no. I'm ordering in tonight, but. (laughs) (laughs) I have two TV shows that I'm currently watching that I would highly recommend. First of all is The White Lotus, which you can watch on Binge. It's just a six-part miniseries. We just watched the final episode because it just dropped today. It's kind of a satire. It's really funny. The cast is amazing. It's kind of a murder mystery, but not quite. It's just about a bunch of really privileged guests staying at a resort in Hawaii. And the Mm -hmm. tension buildup is just really well done. And it's laughed out loud funny. And the other amazing show is Hacks. I love Hacks. Oh, so good. Yeah. You can catch this on Stan for anyone who's interested. And it stars Jean Smart. And she is just amazing. And she's having such a career. She's just kicking goals left, right, and center. She did Watchmen. She did Mayor of Easttown, Hacks. She's amazing. She's so good. I love seeing a film, a series rather, set in Vegas as well. Yeah, really fun. It reminds me of Glow, the season that was set in Las Vegas as well, which makes me sad because I miss Glow. Her house that she lives in is unbelievable. Yeah, Another show that actually I recommend that I just finished watching is called This Way Up. It's very good. I actually am not sure which streaming service it's on. Um, It's on one of them, uh, maybe Binge. And it is so good. There's only two seasons of it, six episodes per season, and they're short episodes. The second season addresses COVID and it's set in London and London going into lockdown. And it's so real and so true to life and it's the first thing that I've seen that really addresses the COVID lockdown situation in that way and on top of that it's just a really really funny amazing touching moving show cool well I think that wraps up our collection of comfort watches and reads what are you reading right now what am I reading right now? I am reading The Mother Wound by Amani oh, Hader. Yeah. Uh, she is a Lebanese 
author who's lived in Australia for most of her life and it's a memoir and it's pretty incredible. I am reading The Labyrinth um, by oh, Amanda yes. Lowry. How is that? It's good so far. I'm still early days, another beach shack. So, you know, <laughs> it's ticking a box for me already. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it eventuates. Yeah, I've been seeing that cover everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's it for today, isn't it? That's it. I'm pooped. Lockdown's hot. It is. I'm going to finish my slice of cake now, which I've been surreptitiously eating while you've been speaking. <laughs> I haven't even noticed. Oh, wow, how self-absorbed am I? <laughs> well, I mean, it's been a whole episode and I haven't finished the slice. So it's oh, been small bites. Listeners, hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay strong or don't stay strong. You do you. And uh, any comfort reads that you recommend that were not on our lists today, please let us know. Stay safe, everyone. Until next time.